Welcome to the Gone Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Howell. And I'm your host, Angie Rogers Howell. What is the Gone Boss Podcast? Well, it's a weekly podcast where we feature awesome women in our community. We'll interview them, find out what makes them tick, the cool things they're doing to make our community a great place to live and work, and how they've gone boss. This week, we're brought to you by our premier sponsor, Schaefer Leadership Academy. Learn more at SchaeferLeadership.com. We're also brought to you by Lucky Rabbit Tattoos. Find out more about them at LuckyTats.com. If you have a comment about the show or something you want to share with us, just call or text 765-233-2640. Again, that's 765-233-2640. We might use it on the show. Also, join the conversation in our Facebook group. Just search Gone Boss and come hang out with us. Who do we have on the show today? Today in the studio, we have Jenny Marsh of the United Way of Delaware, Henry, and Randolph Counties. Our premier sponsor today is Schaefer Leadership Academy. Learn more at SchaeferLeadership.com. Schaefer Leadership is a great resource to our community, aren't they, husband? They are. Yes, we, indeed. Yeah, we love them. And not just because they're a sponsor, but they really are a great organization. They've been friends of the farmhouse and us for a long time. Did you know that back before I was a board member of the Muncie Civic Theater, I went to their All Aboard meeting. I went to All Aboard, not the year that you went, but I think another the next year before I became a board member for WIBU, Women in Business Unlimited. Because I figured, as you figured, hey, we better, we better know something we better about know what the heck members. we're doing. I don't know. Like, I feel like sometimes, like, I'm a professional, but, like, am I a professional? But Schaefer Leadership helped us actually be professional. So that's good. Exactly. <laughs> and I was in the 2014 emergence class. Yeah. You were. I was in 15. Because you always do. Apparently, you always do Schaefer Leadership first. I tried first. out first, mess it up, and then <laughs> and I then I do then I go. <laughs> yeah. So I was in 2015 emergence, and it was great. I learned all kinds of cool things, and took that into other leadership roles where I helped put the Athena Awards together and kind of headed that up and everything. And Schaefer Leadership really helped me learn how to play to my strengths and navigate around my weaknesses. Now let's talk about the triple threat. Now what is that? That is Mitch Isaacs. Oh yes, Tisha Gerhart. And Jeff Robinson. They are awesome. They are the three people. They do a lot of work at Schaefer Leadership Academy, mm-hmm. and there are three people now running the ship. So they do a great job. They are, I mean, if you go anywhere in the community, you're going to see one of the three or all of the three there. And be looking for more from them in the next few weeks, SchaeferLeadership.com. Today in the studio, we have Jenny Marsh of the United Way of Delaware, Henry, and Randolph Counties. Welcome, Jenny. Thank you so much for having me. It's exciting to be here. Now, tell me about your role. Well, I am the president and CEO of United Way of Delaware, Henry, and Randolph Counties. Now, the Randolph is new. That is new, and it is a mouthful. But, you know, when you're part of an international network, they're like 1,200 United Ways worldwide. Um, You know, you lean into your neighbors, and you partner, and you link up. And we had some great opportunities in both Henry and Randolph County to come together and really share some back office supports, reduce the overhead, and increase the impact for all three communities. Well, tell me about the United Way of Delaware County, Henry County, and Randolph County. What do you do? What do I do? Well, I do a little bit of everything. Mm -hmm. My mom is super proud of my title. I'm an 
only child. So, you know, I'm it. So it's all focused <laughs> on me. So, pres- you know, she'll be like, she's the president she's the CEO, president CEO of United <laughs> Way. And what that means is sometimes I take out the trash too mm-hmm. and, you know, wipe out the sink and wipe out the counters and do whatever needs to be done. Uh, but I've got a fantastic team of seven people, including myself, and we work really well together to raise money and grant it here locally to maximize the impact of donor dollars and really make a difference. And we're trying to end generational poverty for the long term in Delaware, Henry, and Randolph counties. Okay. That seems like a a big goal. It is a big goal. And I think it's really cool because, you know, every year you can go out there and raise money and grant it to these nonprofits and they're doing great work. But, you know, you're just repeating the process every Mm -hmm. year. and, And we finally said, let's pause And let's see, are we really meeting the needs of the people we most want to help and serve? Mm -hmm. And what's it take to really turn the tide for them? What's it take to be game changers in their lives? And so we turned outward and we listened to and learned from people at agencies we funded, at agencies we didn't fund. That was a little Mm nerve-wracking, you know, to go into the senior center. And they had been frustrated that they hadn't gotten grant funding in the previous cycle. And so, you know, we're going in there thinking, oh, what are they going to say? And it was so sweet. This one little lady just leaned across the table and said, don't invest in us. You've got to invest in children. They're the future of our community. Mm -hmm. And that really resonated. So after we do these listening tours, we go back to the shop and we kind of theme out, what did we keep here? and all of the conversations, what kind of clabbers to the top. And education came through loud and clear. People lamented not taking better advantage of their own education. They worried about the education of their kids, their grandkids. And so we thought, okay, so we're really learning something here. We always feel at United Way like we have to divide the pot of money amongst education, health, and financial stability programs. Mm -hmm. But we heard loud and clear from the people we're trying to help. Education was what they really, really valued and needed assistance with. We also talked to CEOs at the companies that that help fundraise for us. We talk to donors, Mm -hmm. you know. I mean, they're not investing in what we do, you know, what's the point? And so their aspiration guess what? Education. They wanted to have an educated workforce. So we took that back to our board and our board said, okay, well, 50% of the money is going to go to education from here on out. And we're going to address financial stability and health issues equally on the other end of it. But let's really zero in on what's game changing in education. Because at the end of the day, I want to live in a community that doesn't need a United Way, don't you? I mean, wouldn't it be great if everybody's financially stable? Worked ourselves out of jobs and all that kind of thing. Yeah, Yeah, just relax and enjoy, you know. Of the weekend, all days of the week. So anyway, we uh, we really went back and partnered with our friends at Ball State University to say, what are some best practices? What are those kind of key markers along the educational continuum? And what we realized was a child's ability to read at third grade is really kind of the, the trajectory they're on for their educational mm-hmm. path. So a child not reading at grade level by the end of their third grade year is four times more likely to drop out of high school. 13 times more likely to drop out of high school if they live in low-income households. Well, here in Delaware County and Henry County mm-hmm. and almost Randolph County, Randolph has some better statistics than, than our two counties, but almost half of all households cannot make ends meet. Mm-hmm. Well, there's your game changer. If our kiddos are reading at grade level in those households, we're more likely to see some better outcomes financially right. for their futures, right? So that's where we landed. And so in Delaware County, our bold goal is that all third graders will be reading at grade level by the end of 2024, which is a very lofty goal. Mm -hmm. And you know, you heard the word all. It's highly aspirational. (laughs) We've got challenges that that we'll have to overcome to get there. But we didn't want to set a goal that left anybody out. Right. 
we're United Way. We live united, right? We've all got to rise together. Now, tell me a little bit about this fundraising, because I've watched it over the years, and you raise a gross amount of money. We're talking <laughs> million dollars. Yeah. Well, so I started in 2013, and our campaigns were really kind of on a downward trajectory. I mean, Warner Gear closed. Before they closed, we were raising $2.8 million a year. Okay. And so, you know, losing those factories and that kind of loyal donor base was devastating oh, yeah. to our fundraising. And, and we really had to start reinventing some things at that point. And we had some very innovative folks on our board, Mike Ellis, Pat Botts. I mean, some really great men that were game changers for our organization that really put us on a more solid path with impact. And then, you know, we started looking at how we could be more effective with fundraising. And so I started in 2013. I am a CFRE, which means I'm a certified fundraising executive. Doesn't that sound super lofty? It means I took a really expensive test and I've had a lot of years of fundraising experience. Mm -hmm. And so at the end of the day, that background taught me about donor-centered fundraising and how to really make it about the donor and really help make the donor realize they're part of something transformational and mm-hmm. not transactional. And United Way has been really good about transactional. You know, you come around once a year, it's that time again. But we need to make sure the donors feel connected to the transformation they make happen. And so that has really been a turning point for our fundraising efforts. That and the fact that we have had incredible, and I mean incredible campaign chairs and volunteers. Talk about influencers, you know, Casey Stanley, Liz Ludwig, Damon Elmore, Mm -hmm. Jeff Lang, Chris Caldwell, Charlie Sursa, Dave Heater. I mean, you look through our campaign history. We've just had incredible people that have led it and that have continued to stay engaged and to have them at the table helping to identify prospects, helping to use their network, helping to contact their friends and say, United Way really matters to me and here's why I think it matters to you. Mm -hmm. has been absolutely instrumental in the success we've seen these last three years. I want to ask you about your family. First of all, the guy I know, Mac. Tell me about your dad. (laughs) My dad, Dave McGalliard, is just one of the most incredible people in the world. I'm so lucky he was my dad. Um, And he still is my dad. He's still still with us. He's just, he's an incredible person, super imaginative, super creative. He introduced me to all kinds of things. I had very eclectic experiences as a child, eclectic music in the home. Uh, You know, he, he introduced me to Debussy and Ravel and Mozart, but also Jimi Hendrix, Janis Joplin, Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> a true um, renaissance yeah, man. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we had a lot of Billy Joel in the home and um you know, he's just he's just a great great dad. Uh super supportive, always, you know, my cheerleader champion. I'm a daddy's girl. Now, tell me about that name, because that resonates with me here in Muncie. There is a whole road named McGalliard. Is there any connection? There is a connection. I figured there might be. (laughs) It was a little road that went through Ancestors Farmland. So my grandpa had a story that uh, there used to be, you know, he and his dad would go out and he'd have his little, you know, radio flyer wagon full of gravel and they'd fill in the holes in the old gravel road Mm -hmm. that, you know. Was McGalliard back in the day. Was the McGalliard Road. And so anyway, I I would tease him sometimes and say, hey, we got a pothole out here. (laughs) Can you come out here in your wagon and fix it? Come out here and fix it. So yeah. So yeah, it's pretty exciting to have a road that has my maiden name, McGalliard. I wish I had any money from it, you know, <laughs> any of the rent from all the signs on it. Or you would the, think you'd get business. a free billboard or something because right, there's yeah. so many of them. Or at least a free hamburger. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, tell me about your family family. Yeah, my family family. Well, I also want to say my mom is my shero. Yes. Um, so she, the other half of Mac, Linda McGalliard's a retired educator as well, taught kindergarten for the first half of her career and was okay. an administrator at Shenandoah Elementary in Henry County. Oh, okay. So she's incredible, has the most amazing work ethic. Um, she likes to bring order to chaos, and I like to bring the chaos. So it's well, just been a, a lovely pairing um, <laughs> throughout my life. And so my husband is my ideal man, my best friend. Uh, he makes me laugh. He's just the most incredible father. We have three children, uh, Daniel, who will be 26 in December. Can you believe that? That is crazy. Oh gosh. Well, Matt so has one who's... 25. 25. Get ready. Right. He'll, he'll be 26 in, in April. April. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's yeah. just amazing to me when I think that. You know, we're pushing 30 there. 1994 was not that long ago. It was not that long ago. It seems like yesterday. It does. It does. So uh, Daniel's in Indianapolis and studying computer programming. And just he's an amazing kid, super imaginative. And he's going to set the world on fire someday. Um, He just got out of Conservation Corps and was in Montana uh, serving. And so that was an incredible experience for him. And I worried every day about the bears in this area that's right next to Glacier National. National Park, you know, and so I kept looking for clues about bears. Well, he was telling his siblings in their letters, and I said letters because for three months, we could only communicate by sending written letters by mule train to him. Oh, oh my, my goodness. goodness. It's like no he's a pioneer. My oh, goodness. Yeah. <laughs> it was great. Hand tools only to clear wow. those trails, and so anyway, he's he's an incredible guy. Uh, my daughter, Lily, just graduated from Ball State University, and uh, she's 23. She's looking for a job in graphic design, so. Okay. Well, if you're hiring, <laughs> we'll keep her in mind. We'll look her up. She's a, she's an incredible young woman, super creative, has her degree in art. She's an amazing artist. I know I've got my mom. That's my okay. mom pride show in here, but well, they're sure. great. They're great little people. And then my youngest, Spencer, wants to make movies. So okay. we have super creative kiddos, and he's so funny. He is so funny. He makes me laugh every single day. And how old is he? He's 17, 17 so he's our okay. last baby at home. Uh, he'll be 18 this month. Oh, wow. So... It's amazing how fast it goes. My dad told me this is going to go so fast. And when I had two in diapers, I was like, this, You're like, this will never end. Never ending. <laughs> and it's like over and I can't believe it. So, yeah. But my husband and I took our first vacation together, the two of us, no kids, for a whole week. Yeah. Oh. How was that? In 26 years of marriage. It was amazing. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> amazing. We like each other. We still like each That's other. That's amazing. That's, yeah. Because sometimes you're yeah. like, I don't know if I like you so much anymore. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Without these pesky kids in the way. Yeah. Like. <laughs> yeah. But we write plays in our spare time just for fun. Okay. And we both have always loved the theater. And so we wrote a farce a few years ago that actually won an award and was produced in Midland, Texas. So we got to fly down there and That's see it cool. produced. And it was super fun they're farces so they're super silly you know we love those shows like arsenic and old lace and you mm-hmm. can't take it with you where everything goes crazy and higgledy piggledy and then at the end you know somebody pulls the string and it all comes together mm-hmm. and a beautiful happy ending right and so we worked a lot on our play over our vacation and that was so much fun That's so fun. much fun yeah yeah well and to have a hobby that you guys both can do together yeah. and things like that is is pretty cool 
So you're like everywhere. I see you out and about everywhere. What are all the organizations you're involved in? I'm in Altrusa with the NG, yes. which is a great organization. You're in Rotary with me. I'm in Rotary with you. I am on the Altrusa Foundation Board, which is our grant-making arm of Altrusa. I am on By Fives Board, and I love that organization. It's all about kindergarten readiness, which sure dovetails into oh, our grade-level reading goals. That's a beautiful organization and a great group of people. I'm on Muncie Action Plans Board. I'm actually the chair of that board right now. I'm we're getting ready to partner with Next Muncie and create the Next Muncie Action Plan that will help inform both organizations' um, decision-making and, and focus and, and capture a lot of community input. Um, Muncie Action Plan's been around for over 10 years now mm-hmm. and has three iterations of its plan, and we're just eager to get back out into the community and do the things that we do best, which is capturing their hopes and dreams and making sure that our plan matches what they want for our community. What's on your bucket list? I would love to go to the United Kingdom. Love to do that. So definitely, that is at the top of my bucket list. I wanted to be a detective when I was a child. My mom started reading Agatha Christie mysteries (laughs) to me when I was four. Okay. So that's one of the ways I unwind. If I'm not writing a play, I will watch British people kill each other on BritBox. (laughs) I love all of the murder mysteries, right? Yeah, their procedurals and their murder mysteries are really good. They are really good, (laughs) right? Different than the ones we get here. Oh, yeah, yeah. Different than Law Order. I have. I love Knives it's Out. Such, oh it's my a, gosh, good that was a good movie. Daniel Craig is so good. He I is so good in that. I know. Oh, it's so, so, so good. good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He is absolutely delightful in that film. I hope they do another one. And I hope he comes in with an even more outrageous accent. It's just like he's a different character. Or is he? And he just has, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. I love that movie. So big murder mystery fan. And so I would love to go to the UK and just see some of the things that that I have seen in these mm-hmm. murder mysteries and read about in these novels because um, it's just a neat, neat country. So I'm a real Anglophile. Awesome. And now it's time for the lightning round. Quick questions for quick answers. So number one, who's your favorite band or artist? Oh, that's so hard. I'll, I'll tell you, Fats Waller makes me so happy. If I'm feeling down, we'll pop on, you know, the joint is jumping and it will just, it puts a smile on my face. Okay. I'll have a look that one up. Yeah. I've never heard of that person. <laughs> yeah. Jazz age. Jazz really, age. Okay. Really, really fun. Well, yeah. Matt will be down with that because he loves to play jazz on our speaker here in the office. Oh, nice. Yes. Which we Classic like. jazz, 30s, 40s, and then... Miles Davis. And I like oh, yeah. it until they like get all like crazy at the end, and then too many. She's notes. not a Coltrane fan. It like, just sounds oh, like yeah. it just yeah. sounds like noise at yeah. some point. I like there to be a melody and a path and a plan. You are very much like my husband. He doesn't <laughs> like it when it's just noise, and very much like my mother. My dad and I will stay through a concert to hear all of the noise to the very end, and they'll be like out in the parking lot. <laughs> that was a long song. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I yeah I feel them, but I I do I like jazz, and I love the twenties, thirties, forties when. It's really evolving. Big band music, Glenn Miller, Benny Goodman. Love, love, love. Are you an early bird or a night owl? Night owl, which is probably why I run a little late sometimes. (laughs) It's okay. That's all right. I I am too. I was at the office till nine last night, just trying to knock out a few things that were hanging over my head. So, you know, you got to catch up somewhere. Yeah. What's your favorite book? To Kill a Mockingbird is my favorite book. I've probably read it more than any other book. Absolutely love it. Love the movie, too. Great adaptation. 
Have you ever met anyone famous? I have. Bob Ross was actually my first dinner guest. Really? Newly married. My in-laws were going into a business venture in Branson, Missouri, and they had been talking to Bob Ross about maybe being a part of a show down there. And so when he was here in Muncie doing his show here, he came to our house for dinner. And the funny story is I really didn't have a repertoire of dishes that I cooked as a new young wife. And so I made the one thing that I knew I could make well, which was my hot chicken casserole. And I find out 30 minutes before Bob gets there that he doesn't eat chicken. Oh. And he hates celery. <laughs> two of my main ingredients. <laughs> Who so <doesn't> eat chicken. <laughs> well, he had a tragic experience where his grandmother killed a chicken in front of him. Oh, okay. And yeah. it just traumatized him and he couldn't eat chicken after that. So okay. I could I could relate. I could I could envision you know, how that would impact my chicken consumption. So um, he was very gracious about it and ate the side salad and the dessert. <laughs> kind oh, sorry, of picked the water chestnuts out of the casserole, you know. Um, but he was such a delightful man. I mean, just, just such a class act. What's your guilty pleasure? Purses. I love purses. Okay. I think about purses all the time. Like You have all a the wide time. collection of purses at home? So many. So many. <laughs> so In are fact, you a you know, purchaser of purses at the Altrusa auction and oh yeah and I'm often a donator of purses and then I'll be like well I'm gonna buy this purse twice because I want it and I'll probably just bid on it and get it back yeah I love I absolutely love purses have loved them my entire life what's your favorite movie oh my gosh that is so hard so hard I love so many movies I'm a complete idiot the class I heard that I'm a idiot I I I love to just veg out and watch movies I'm gonna go back and say To Kill a Mockingbird is a classic film that I I can watch anytime Amadeus is one of my all-time favorite films it's a very powerful Mm -hmm. movie uh Dances with Wolves Out of Africa I have to say Out of Africa I so I so loved that movie when it first came out and um it's a go-to film for me as well what's your hidden talent um my hidden talent i am a super klutz probably well it certainly has encroached on the talents i wish i had i wish i was a great dancer but because i'm a great klutz i i think i make people laugh probably that's kind of a secret talent do you sing in the shower oh no that would ruin people's day. That is, that is cruel and unusual punishment for my family. I so wanted to be Stevie Nicks when I grew up, and my dad pointed out to me that that was probably not the best aspiration. <laughs> the lawsuits alone, you know, from the Fleetwood Mac years. But yeah, so I cannot sing. Do you and sing I in the car? I, could. I lip sync in the car. Okay. And so people think I'm singing, but it's, I have a voice like Adele in my head. (laughs) Everybody has a voice like Adele in their head, right? (laughs) But I so wish I could sing. I so wish I could dance. If I could, I would try out for every musical theater. And I love a good show with a tap dance number. Wouldn't that be awesome? But I am such a klutz. And when the Celtic dancing was like really popular. Yeah, river dance. Oh, I got into that big time. So I got the video, Celtic Feet. Mm -hmm. Okay. (laughs) Celtic Feet. And I taught myself how to do some of those like little ankle breaky bendy steps that they do, you know. Mm-hmm. And my kids were, of course, really little at the time. So I'm like dancing around the kitchen floor, you know, yeah. doing my... Of course, I hate cleaning. And so there were Legos all over the floor and oh, I yes. sprained my ankle on a Lego oh. and there endeth kitchen dance. <laughs> Didn't go on the yeah, road. Yeah, not a good combo. Yeah, uh-huh. no. 
Star Wars or Star Trek? Definitely Star Wars. Saw okay. Star Wars six times in the theater with my dad at the Rivoli. Um, I stood through most of it at the age of four looking between the two. I mean, I can still feel the two little seats between my hands, my little face stuck between <laughs> it until Darth Vader came on and then I was up in his lap. One of my first movies, or Star Wars movies, was at the Rivoli. Mm-hmm. It was Empire Strikes Back. Then. Oh, yeah. Oh, I was so devastated after that movie. <laughs> I, I looked was. at my dad and I was like, did the good guys not win? I mean, is that a thing? That was the first movie where yeah. that just blew my mind as a kid. And he was like, sometimes, you know, the, the good guys don't win. Huh? They strike back. What's your most used emoji on your phone? Definitely the poop emoji. Me too. Yay. <laughs> I am a pooper. I love all kinds of fart poop humor. I am really a third grade boy. All right. Well, thank you so much for being our guest today. Thank you so much for having me. This was really fun. Bye. Bye. We're also sponsored by Lucky Rabbit Tattoos. Find out more at LuckyTats.com. They have some excellent people who work there at Lucky Rabbit. And one short person. And she's also excellent <laughs> and maybe short. I am offended for her because you keep calling her the short piercer. I'm a she short. She's the short piercer. I'm a short person. You don't call me the short wife. Now that's Eliza, right? Yes. Eliza and Peggy. <laughs> <laughs> that's our. Why music. is that? That's from Hamilton. Okay. <laughs> anyway, Eliza, yes piercer she's awesome she can pierce whatever you want pierce she's great who runs the front desk chrissy chrissy yep she's fabulous she's the one who always gets me the talking points of what we want to talk about for our her spot their sponsorships and everything plus she runs the front desk and she's pierces now too did you know that let's say i wanted the best tattoo in the world who am i going to contact there well i would contact daniel because he did my tattoo adam is also very good too so i'm not going to discount him So Double Trouble. Double Trouble. Adam. Adam and Daniel. Daniel. They do a great job. They are creative and they do great work. They are clean. Like you go to their shop and it is not like some like back alley place or whatever. Like it looks like a doctor's office in there. Everything is so clean and sterile. A cool doctor's office. A cool doctor. Yeah. Let's get that out. (laughs) Okay. All right. Not like our old people doctors that we go to, but like a cool doctor's office with like cool music playing and stuff and everything. But so clean. But they're great. I think they're all fabulous and all wonderful. They've supported Farmhouse and Gone Boss and they're awesome. Learn more at LuckyTats.com. You know, the other day, the end of the world happened. Yeah, the sky is falling. (laughs) That's what it feels like. (laughs) So we are in the midst of the COVID-19 quarantine staycation. I'm calling it the Corona-pocalypse. Other people are hashtag Corona-cation. So yeah, everything is kind of shut down right now, and it's kind of weird. And social distancing is the norm now, which means six feet away from people. I know. At all times. Are we six feet? I don't know. Not, no, because... (laughs) We've already cross-contaminated each other. We live together, like, whatever. We're all... Exactly. We're all sharing our cooties at our house right now. But we are spraying these mics down with some Lysol when we We are when we're done. Yes, if we can buy it at the store, which we can't. (laughs) (laughs) I just went to Walmart South yesterday... They did not have any ground beef. No, because everyone's throwing like taco parties at their house. But as I told you, everything that was on my list, I pretty much got, which makes me think I'm either getting the wrong things or people just don't buy like me. (laughs) That could be. You know, I don't buy like you. We have had this conversation before. (laughs) 
But there was plenty of eggs and milk like that. That was toilet paper. Do they have toilet paper down the aisle? You could still get some toilet paper, oh, and they were good. bringing stuff in. I so know. I know. I think. Uh, I think that that will be fine. But it's really disrupted small businesses everywhere. Uh, yes. So restaurants have either closed. We've shifted to carry out only or curbside pickup. Those kinds of things. That has obviously taken a big hit. But also businesses like you know us. We mm-hmm. kind of if if businesses are not running, they're probably not marketing. They're probably if not, they're not marketing, marketing. They're probably not buying a lot of forms. They might not, you know, be hiring new people and needing to buy new making business brochures. cards, making brochures, making things pretty. So yeah, we've noticed a significant slowdown yeah. in our business. Lucky for me, right now, I had uh, quite a few projects in the works that I was actually freaking out about. That yeah. now I have plenty of time. This to This is giving me a little more time to work on those and to really just kind of I'm trying to take this time and not freak out about the end of the world, but really figure out what the processes are in our business. How can I make things better? What? How do we need to pivot? What do we need to shift? That kind of thing. Um, it's also been a little different for our family. Yes, everybody's home. <laughs> because everyone's home. And, you know, we've had some Holdies home, Audia's home. We're home. There's just a lot of home, a lot of together. Luckily, we have a big house with uh, plenty of rooms. We do, and our internet seems to be holding up. So the that's good. other day, I put a tent up in our room for the little uh, six-year-old. She thought that would be fun, and it was. It was for fun the time that you weren't there. Yeah, and then I came home because I'm already kind of freaking out about like the world and the stuff and the everything. And we took up her room of relaxation and, with a yeah. And tent. I was like, "There's nowhere for me to live in this house. Where do I live? What do I do? This is like." The thing that I can identify that is a problem that I can fix. <laughs> now, Angie pointed out right away that she already had a tent up. It's yes. a little castle thing that she it's got for Christmas. It's a princess tent. Princess it tent. has like like twinkle lights in it and stuff. So we have <laughs> a tent in the house. We had to put another tent in the house. And it made me... That was the straw that broke the camel's back, and it made me lose my mind. And we were only, what, three or four days in? We were two days in. Yeah, there we go. (laughs) Besides that, uh, I've taken to a humorous approach to the corona apocalypse. So I have used, I have a little cutting machine, like a vinyl cutting machine. It's like a cricket, but not. It's named Silhouette. It's called Silhouette, and I love it. So I have used my Silhouette machine to make a little sign, because I'm always a little extra. I have to do something different than everybody else. So I made a little sign. It's Corona Apocalypse. And then I have a countdown of days. So I take pictures with, I make the kids take pictures with signs. I make them take pictures of me with the sign. And my 15 year old is not amused by this at all. <laughs> I am the quartermaster and you are the first mate and the kids are the two crewmates um, and the things that we do throughout the day and how many mutinies we have incurred. <laughs> so far, none. <laughs> and what's funny is uh, quartermaster does not mean captain. So there is no captain nor admiral to the ship. That no. Is going. Well, I did not. <laughs> I thought about calling you the captain i'm first mate i know i thought about calling you the captain to no captain <laughs> i know because here's the deal because we are in this together me and you there is no captain and second captain or whatever vice captain like we're both is together. there a deck boy uh deckhands can be the kids oh okay they're, they're, crew <laughs> they're the crewmates so yes but i because i'm a feminist self i couldn't call you captain and me the subservient whatever so we are crew members together right on admiral (laughs) (laughs) we're trying to do our best to stay healthy stay sane so we would love to hear from you we actually have a special phone number yeah we do it's 765-233-2640 you can text that or you can leave us a voicemail again 765-233-2640 
Easy as that. Let us know how you're doing out there. Yeah, let us know how you're doing, how, what you're, what fun things you guys are doing during this time where we're socially distancing or people you want to hear on the podcast or tell us your feelings about canned spaghetti because that was a big topic a couple weeks ago. <laughs> um, and you know what was one of our other big topics were like when we very first started like a what year ago? That? Yoga pants, underwear, or no underwear. Do you wear underwear with yoga pants or not? Right. We're all wearing a lot more yoga pants these days right now, right? And Leggings our, and yoga pants. And Angie is hoping you're wearing underwear with I them. hope you're wearing underwear with them. But I'm you know not. what? Call. Call our number. Let us know. <laughs> or maybe you don't want to tell us that. Tell us whatever you want to tell us. I don't know. But let's stay connected even though we are socially distant. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Gone Boss. Be sure to check us out at GoneBoss.com or hashtag GoneBoss. We're on Instagram at GoneBoss2K or you can find us on Facebook just by searching Gone Boss. If you have a comment about the show or want to share something with us, call or text 765-233-2640. That's 765-233-2640. We might just use it on the show. Also, join the conversation in our Facebook group. Just search Gone Boss and hang out with us. If you like what you hear today, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you find your podcasts. Today's episode was brought to you by our premier sponsor, Schaefer Leadership Academy. Check them out at SchaeferLeadership.com. We're also brought to you by Lucky Rabbit Tattoo. Find out more about them at LuckyTats.com. Have a great rest of your day, and don't forget to tune in next week and find out who has Gone Gone Boss.